Right. You guys are mid-season form already, huh? Friday group. Big day. Hardcore, yeah. Got, got a lot of people getting jump on the weekend, huh? Friday's the best day, coach. It's a good day. It's a good day. Um, yeah, we're just, uh, let's say, moving a little bit closer to, um, you know, closer to football. Um, situations, down and distance, field position, um, crowd noise, um, multiple special teams, uh, periods. Um, supposed to just focusing on one thing. Uh, you know, some live tackling, things like that. Uh, third day in pads, you know, starting to grind through it. So I think all those things are, are good. We just got to keep stringing, stringing days together, um, take advantage of our opportunities to go out there and improve and Trust the process, so that it'd be another another good opportunity for us to do that. And again, having multiple uh, and consecutive days together is what we need at this time of year. So, trying to take advantage of it. So, what do you think of the, the energy level at yesterday's practice, and is that something that you gauge as you go through camp? Um. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think it's more, honestly, about the execution and, and the performance. Um, which, look, anytime you have two teams competing against each other, if one team looked good, then the other side didn't look good, and vice versa. So, um, but again, I think the idea is just being able to do things right, and if it doesn't end up right, then to coach off it and try to correct it. Um, if you do it wrong, then the only correction is let's try to do it right. So if we're doing it right and we're not getting, again, the result that you want, then you, you try to improve it, you know, incrementally, and as is the other side, and so that's the constant competition. How would you assess Patrick Chung's quarterbacking skills? Okay. I'll stay away from that one. Steph Gilmore has looked like he's had a pretty good spring and a pretty good summer. How would you assess where he is? Yeah, I think he's one of the players we talked about a couple of days ago that's in that second year that uh, has a, a higher level of comfort in the overall program, the defensive system, the communication with teammates and understanding of um, techniques and so forth. So uh, we have a lot of players that fall into that category. He's one of them. I think um, that's been evident since the beginning of the offseason program in April. Um, He's, he's done a good job, done a solid job for us all all year. He did a solid job for us last year, but I mean, this year we're, we're starting at a much higher point. Is Dwayne Allen in that group too? Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. What have you liked about his, the way he's handled himself this season? Yeah, same thing. He's had a great offseason, um, worked really hard, has improved himself, um, has improved the techniques and doing things that way, um, you know, that, that we try to do them. Um, He's helped younger players like Will and uh, Jacob and guys like that. He's been a great teammate. Um, so it's starting from a much higher point, and, and we're on a lot higher ground than we were at any point last year. Even though he started the year with last year a little different than uh, Dorsett and um, Marquise Flowers and guys like that that came in mid-season. But still, like Gilmore, it was, it was still starting behind where the players who had been here previously uh, were starting. There were some reports yesterday that you guys are bringing in Eric Decker. Yeah, well, any announcements we have on personnel will be when they're completed. 
if they're completed. So. Coach, you, you coached against uh, Decker for eight seasons in Denver, Tennessee with the Jets. What, what, have, what has impressed you most about him just when you coached against him? Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of refrain from commenting on anybody unless they're actually on our team. Bill, how would you assess how well Tom has played during this training camp? Yeah, well, I'm not going to get into a lot of individual assessments. I think all of us, uh, I'll speak for all of us and myself included, um, you know, we're in a process. We've been in camp for uh, a week to 10 days, uh, depending on when they came in, when we came in, when we started. Um, we're making progress. We all have a long way to go. We're all a long way from where we need to be. Um, but we're all a lot further along than we were a week or 10 days ago. So it's, it's part of the process. We're just grinding through it. All got a long way to go. You said uh, the process for you guys and the players themselves is ongoing. You've been doing it for so long. I think some people presume that oh, it's just old hat. It's in his comfort zone. Are you still expanding your coaching? Yeah, well, I think that's whoever's making those comments is obviously somebody who hasn't done this. So things I worked in the offseason aren't what I'm doing now. Draft, free agency, cut up films so forth and so on. So, so we're, this is different. Does it ever feel like it's old hat or comfortable? Or it no, each year is a new year. Each year has its own challenges. And again, each year we all have to uh, regain our, to the best we can, um, our ability to perform our jobs. So that's what I'm trying to do. I think that's, that's what all the players, all the coaches, we're all trying to do that. None of us have coached a game or played in a game in a long time. Um, that'll be coming up soon, but got a long way to go. The average retirement age is 63 in the United States. It's the liberty of talking to a few of your players. There's absolutely no difference. The past year, guys have been here for a while. There's no difference between you in 2008, 2009, 2010, and today. How do you maintain that kind of level of intensity? I don't know. My dad told me age is just a number, so I'll just look at it that way. Not really worried about it. <laughs> Tom Brady turns. Buster's over. <laughs> Tom turns 41 today. I'm sure you know you talked about it briefly the other day. Um, looking back, could you ever have imagined this kind of longevity from him playing so well at 41 back when you were starting to get some good success with him in the early 2000s? Yeah, I mean, look, in 2003, I was worried about 2003. In 2006, I was worried about 2006. Right now, I'm not thinking about 2028 or uh, whatever year it is. So it's not really the way I look at it. So we take what we have and, you know, look at, you know, a year, next year, you know, that kind of window. I'm, I mean, think about a player, you know, where some player on our team is going to be 10 years from now is not, not really part of my thought process, to be honest with you. Not at this time. We can look back, but at this time, I'm not thinking about you know, getting a player ready for the 2029 season. I mean, just not thinking about that. Would you look at him like today and say, man, I can't believe it's still going on this good? No, I said, no, he's had a tremendous career. Yeah, absolutely. It's a spectacular career. And he still plays it on a very high level. Yeah. You'd be 76 in 2028. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Four years older than uh, 
So are you doing anything for Tom's birthday today? I know you were uh, scrambling to get a gift. You didn't go. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have a little. Yeah, we'll have a couple things here. Coach, uh, you talked about, you know, it's 2018, but you feel like you're enjoying it as much as you did ever, you know, you still have the passion. I'm trying to help this, trying to help our team. That's what I've tried to do every year. I've been in the National Football League. Whatever my role was, my assignments were, tried to do the best I could to help our football team. And that's what I'm trying to do now. Is there anything that stands out besides the athleticism about Cordero Patterson? Uh, yeah, a lot of, he has a lot of good skills. Sure. Besides the athleticism, I guess it's hard to die. I mean, he's a hard guy. He's out there every single day. Um, you know, he's improved every day. His skills in offense and the kicking game um, in a number of different areas. Return skills, coverage skills, blocking skills, catching skills. He's got some experience, so he's you know, able to utilize that understands his skill set and how it matches up against different types of players. Did you watch the Hall of Fame game last night? I didn't. I, I missed it. Seventeen sixty. It must have been pretty exciting. <laughs> the, the new helmet rule already came off, so I just see how it was applied or anything. Um, it, we'll definitely watch that game uh, relative to the officiating, the, the kickoffs, and with just some strategy on the kickoffs. Um, did see a couple of plays on that. Um, but, you know, just what those two teams are doing, that doesn't mean the other 30, uh, 29 minus us. That doesn't say what the other, tw but, you know, those are, those are two good coaching staffs. And, um, you know, so we'll see what they did strategically uh, on the kickoff and kickoff return on that phase of the game. And, uh, I'm sure that um, the officiating department, which Al uh, Riveron does a great job of, he did it last year, I'm sure he'll do it again this year, is he, he sends out weekly um, either memos or um, videos to, to the coaches um, to explain uh, either rules or situations or what, whatever there is to explain based on what he's seen in previous uh, that week or in previous weeks that are trending and so forth that, to keep us informed on that. So uh, I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll do that. That'll help us in the next few days uh, when we, you know, start prepare for Washington. That'll be part of, you know, talking about that. You know, I was showing some kicking kicking kickoff kickoff return plays from this game, and uh, may, maybe there were some officiating plays that are relevant to. Um, uh, you know, Cleek came in here last week and and went through, you know, his presentation on the rules and so forth, which is very good. Uh, but maybe there'll be some things to add from this game to be um, uh, to inform the players about that came up in the game. Are you so. have officials come through practice? Oh uh, no. Derek Rowe might be able to take on maybe a bigger role this season. How have you seen him react to that possible opportunity? Yeah, I think Eric's had a solid camp. Um, but well, I don't know what anybody's role is. We'll see. That, that's all to be determined based on the competitive performance of the players, um, theirs and other players at their position that they're competing with. So we'll see how all that goes. I can't, I don't have any control over that. That's 
their performances in their hands. We'll evaluate it and then do what we think is best for the team. But I mean, he's been very competitive, he's been, and I think he's had a good camp. Final questions. Bill, after you ended practice yesterday with the offense and defense trading roles, asked Matthew Slater about it, and he said that you have a, a, a good sense of what the team needs, when the team needs it, when to push harder, when to pull back at times. Um, and then you yesterday practice on a lighter note, you know, seemed to be a, a, a lift of the energy. Um, what, what informs that sense besides what you see you know, with your own eyes? Do you, do you get input from the players? Uh, yeah, how do you gain yeah, and that, yeah, in some situations like that one in particular, that was like just a flat-out challenge that was accepted, and um, it was competition. So, challenge too. Well, again, those are like things that let's say are part of the team, part of the team building, team process. But I'm all for competition. And that's not infrequent. We have that in other areas. Um, some on the field, some off the field. Other ways where, you know, a group or a guy or somebody, you know, in a good way, challenges somebody else to do something. Then yeah, great. Let's let's have at it. Let's, if they meet the challenge or they want to accept the challenge. And we've had the, you know, who could put a Rubik's cube together faster? And you know, I mean, you know, it could be a, it could be a million different things, you know. But sometimes that stuff comes up, and you know, I can do this, I can do that, oh, I can do it better. All right, well, let's let's see. Anybody challenge you? Anyone ever challenge you? Yeah, we've had a couple through the years. <laughs> Coach, with um, asked about Eric Rowe. Um, he was the, on the ridiculous Julio Jones catch in the Atlanta Super Bowl. He was uh, in coverage there, and he had great coverage. Do you think that was a great a teaching moment for him in terms of sometimes you'll have great coverage in the league and the guy will still make a great catch? He seemed to recover from that. Yeah, it was a good moment for all of us, um, coaches, players, and anybody that's on the field. I mean, there's sometimes great players make great plays, and I would say though defensively, that's what you've got to you want to force your opponents to do is to make as many great, spectacular plays as possible and not. Give up the easy ones, um, but occasionally, sometimes you you do everything as well as you can do it, um, maybe perfectly, and other great players do it maybe just a little bit better. And, uh, we've been on both sides of that, and so is every other team. But like that's a National Football League. I mean, in this league, players make great plays, and especially on the defensive side of the ball. There's times where there's great execution between the quarterback and the receivers. We certainly see it on the practice field out here at times where you can do everything right and they still complete it. But I think that's what you got to do. You got to force them to do everything right. At some point, you might have to just take your hat off to them and say, you know, it was a great play. See if you can do it again. Yeah, try to make it as hard on them next time. So, okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Coach.